Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we start the episode, because this is right at the beginning, so you've got no excuse, and you're probably still holding your pod-playing device, why don't you head on to the nearest reviewing system and do a review that's the weirdest way of asking for someone to review yeah, probably like of it. all time maybe feel quite uncomfortable actually. <laughs> sorry Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one will be taken to the next stage, where its title will be repeated 50 times by Stuart Lee until it's funny. I'm Joel, a man who puts the dope in dopamine, and across from me is John Harris, who admitted to me today that he exclusively shops at Waitrose, and he doesn't even journey to the Waitrose himself. He does it all via a cardo. Isn't that right, John? Yeah, and they have their own delivery service, Waitrose, but I don't use it. No? no that, that's no, There's nothing fun in that. It's just a fact. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, and there will be nothing fun for the remainder of this episode. From me? Uh, no. No, well, absolutely not. Why, why break from the norm in this, our 30th episode? John, we're here to pitch movies. Yeah? You're here to pitch movies. I'm here to pitch I'm here to pitch movies. movies. Pitch me a movie. All right, let's start off with this one. This one is so good, and it is fully fleshed out from Kerry. Uh, a group of West Country men need to win a football tournament to fund their dreams of setting up a cider mill. They're actually really good at football when they're not high on their own supply. Hilarity ensues. The offsider rule. That's great. But the thing about Bristolians is they cannot resist cider. But that's the fun of it, isn't it? Because it's so... They get within a sniff of a bit of cider. Yeah. And they're straight on it, mate. They love it so much. It's their nectar. It's yeah. their fuel. But it's also their football kryptonite. It's their football kryptonite. So It's so sad. I went to uh, Bristol recently, yeah, and I saw a game of football between Bristol City and Cardiff. Now that is a massive game, yeah. It's a big West Coast West Country derby, yeah. Um, it was a twelve o'clock kickoff. I got to the ground about ten thirty a.m. Sold out cider, pretty much. The <laughs> the cider was flowing like you wouldn't believe it. Ten thirty in the morning, I was about five pints of cider in by half time, and I was just delirious. I was absolutely delirious. Like, like the the mascot was there, who's a giant robin. He became my best mate. It was uh, so. What I'm saying is. They love cider in yeah. Bristol. You know, uh, there's that, fa- that that brilliant fact that there's only one country in the world where Coca-Cola isn't the biggest soft drink, and it's Scotland, because yeah. it's Iron Brew. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine that the West Country is the only part of the world 
where cider is the most popular alcoholic beverage by like a mile. Yeah, 100%. They, they go absolutely mad for it. It's it, brilliant. Do you like cider? Uh... I would I would drink cider like when in Rome situation, but I'd never. No, choose not in it. Rome. We're talking <laughs> when in, in Bristol. It'd be so, really in, weird if you went to Rome and drank cider. How how readily available do you think cider is in Rome? Probably not. If you landed, you landed at Rome Airport. Yeah. And you had to. Your first thing to do <laughs> was find to, cider. A pint of cider. Point me to the nearest cider. How long do you think it would take you? Forty-five minutes. I don't think it's that. No, you are having a laugh. I I, I'm not. I am not having that. So you've been. All the bars will only be doing. You've like, landed, mate. It's going to take you forty-five minutes to get through passport control. <laughs> you think there's someone at? Uh, oh someone, no, I'm, there's someone at immigration is giving you a can of strongbow. Sorry, mate. I've already got my bags. I'm at the. I'm at the right. exit. Okay. How far is Rome? Airport from Rome City Centre. Never been. Factor to- that in. Yeah, I've never been to Rome Airport. So, well, you've, you've claimed. You've claimed that. You, the minute you pick up your bags, 45 minutes later, in Rome, you could have a pint of cider. That is madness. I actually think the pint is the issue here. I think I have bottles of cider. Can I pour, Can I get two little bottles and pour them into a pint? Will that suffice for you, Joe? I need a pint. Yeah, all I want to <laughs> see is a pint of cider. On the continent, on mainland Europe, their cider is more like a fizzy apple juice yeah, that happens yeah, yeah. to be alcoholic, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In the West Country, they take it seriously. It's more, it's more sort of nearing ten percent. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like a tang it makes to you violent it, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's another factor that we just need to. Am I allowed the? Am I allowed the European fizzy stuff? Yeah, I'm not expecting oh, you to find a pint scrumpy. of Thatcher's gold in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you'd have to move there. I mean, when in Rome, technically, I should be red wine. Does that sound yeah. the most appropriate? Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. so right, this football team. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Is the the final big game that's the cup to get them exactly the amount of money that they need to build this cider mill? Mm-hmm. Because they, sorry, they're they're home brewing at the minute, hence why they have their own supply to get great, high off. Great. Uh, and someone like the Simon Cowell of cider is saying, yeah. "You guys are you guys are top notch. You really here. should should yeah. start your own cider mill." But for some reason, he can't he can't fund it. I don't know why. And so they are in the final game, and they've always just scraped it. But yep. in this final game, it's five a side, obviously. Five a cider. Y- yeah. <laughs> Come on! So it's five a cider, and uh, four members of the team have mm-hmm. accidentally oh, found no. themselves sipping the. Uh, and how's that happened? The next. Uh, just people on the sidelines drinking it. Yeah. It's too tempting. Yep. It is too tempting. It is too I tempting. struggle watching films where people are drinking beer because it makes me think, oh, I could, really? I could really go for a beer. Yeah. Really? It's a real. And I'm not a big drinker. Yeah, it's actually one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest negative influences in my life. <laughs> you know, like people are like, oh, he's a real bad influence. Yeah, the film The Social Network had a lot of beer drinking in it, and oh. it really made me want to go back and. And I was those were student days. Does so. it impact any other of your behaviours? So if you like, if you watch sort of something quite violent, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not one of those. I just, yeah. I, you just I, love a cool, refreshing beer. Yeah, watching people drink a cool, refreshing beer makes me think, oh, could I, I could have a cool, refreshing beer right now. This episode of Dream Factory is brought to you by Cool, cool Refreshing <laughs> Beer. <laughs> Where are we go? Yeah, so four of the members of the team, one who's easily the worst player. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the goalie. Yeah, nice. He's the nice. only one left sober. Oh, no. Oh, and he has to put and himself he, up front. And the way that the game is decided, like, I was going to say 93rd minute, but five sides definitely <laughs> yeah. It's the final. It's a 90-minute yeah. five, five aside, They're mate. exhausted. The score's 40-39. <laughs> They're exhausted. And uh, 
that's why that's why the last member of the team he gets drunk is like the 86th minute and he's just exhausted of football and he just goes for a cheeky pint around the corner <laughs> <laughs> not in a pub he doesn't go to a pub order a cider yeah uh and uh, it's decided 93rd minute it's decided by the goalie taking a penalty against beautiful. the other team beautiful scores immediately shower him in cider at the, at the <laughs> final whistle yeah I like that there you go I like that that's nice what is it called the offsider rule the offsider rule well done you talked a lot about football there and it really surprised me you said words like goalkeeper <laughs> penalty it was impressive it thank was impressive. you what people don't realise is quite how thoroughly researched this show is yeah, yeah. is the offside rule applicable in five side uh no, fuck yeah. It's it's a normal football <laughs> game. It's a normal eleven aside football game. Great, fine, mate. I don't think anyone was going to really pull us up on that. You never know, mate. You never know. You never know. Would you like one from me? Yes, please. Billy's gone for the second to last house on the left. <laughs> right, vampire horror film from Sweet. No, yeah. No, that's let the right one in. Bollocks. There's, there's a the lot of scary. Let the wrong one in. There's a lot of scary neighbour films. <laughs> Sorry, let the wrong. Don't forget about that. Next week, let the wrong. Let one the wrong in. one in. Um, <laughs> let the left one in. You, who, you pitch one, I'll pitch the other. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Um, Sorry, so, so the second to last house on the left. I because you and I don't really watch horror films. Yeah. I don't know what happens in the last house on the left. <laughs> I've got no idea. Well, I imagine it's scary. I imagine it's really, really scary. Is it about a cul-de-sac? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, it must be a dead-end street. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, you can't have a last house. You can't, no, not on a normal normal sort so, of network of roads. So, second to last house on the left, we assume... We don't really need to know the plot of the last house on the left. All we assume is it's a family and just, hearing, oh, screaming. Yeah, or, yeah, just yeah. thinking, should we call the police? Yeah, we, at what point do we call the police here? Because there's some, some people have gone in, they've never left. There seems to be some pretty... They think maybe it's like a loud house party at first. Yeah. And things escalate and they sort of, they start seeing things through their window. Uh, things get creepier and creepier. It's the second to last house on the left. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, that's pro- oh, a love... Oh, it's just a lover spot. I remember yeah, young yeah. love. At one point, like, the mum goes over there to see if everything's okay. Yeah. And they open the door, like, on a chain. And, like, a really terrifying <laughs> pair of eyes come out. And, We're fine. <laughs> and then, like, some tentacles come out of the door and they pull the door shut. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just about the concerned neighbours of the last house on the left. Yeah, and they call the police. The police go in, don't come out. (laughs) (laughs) Should we move? Yeah, do we leave? What's happening here? And then they decide to sell the house. Uh, But every time people come around to view it, there's something awful going on next door. So they try and, like, cover that over. It's it's a knockabout comedy. That's That's what we're saying. I'm excited, mate. Good, I'm glad to hear it. What about... All right, I'm going to go... I've got loads of ideas. By the way, if you have an idea, please uh, DM us. Our DMs are wide open. Uh, send us a Facebook message. Send an email. Dreamfactoryport at gmail.com. Please do. We would love to hear from you. We really would. Now I'm going to quickfire some ideas, Joe. Ready? All right. I'm let me strap in. Ellis, Glengarry, Glen Ross from Friends. Uh, Greg, Mark Hamilton. Uh, Amisha, <laughs> Mash in the Attic. That's about the Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, but it's in a loft. Amy, Mr. T-Rex. Uh, Aaron, with my favourite, the Ellen Page Master. Um, <laughs> Eloise, with Gangs of New York. Uh, a lot's those? happened there. A lot's happened there. <laughs> Mash in the Attic. Yeah. I'm already envisioning a daytime TV uh, extended universe because I've just thought of the Changeling Rooms. <laughs> changeling Rooms. I like it. Yeah. Lawrence uh, Bowen is evil. That's yeah? just a statement. That's nothing to do with the film. <laughs> I've I've been suspicious for the year. 
Um, those big, those big collars that really. Yeah, what's up? Like, what's up your sleeve, mate? <laughs> what you what isn't up those sleeves? <laughs> More to the point. What's a changeling? The changeling is a horror from 1979. Is it a body snatcher thing? It, fe- it feels like it. Composer John Russell is vacationing with his family when a car accident kills his wife and daughter. Distraught with grief, Russell leaves his home in New York City for a giant secluded house near Seattle. Soon, Russell starts to feel the presence of a ghost, a boy who drowned in the bathtub there. Russell seeks the assistance of Claire Norman, who led him to the house initially in uncovering the secrets of the boy's death. So instead of drowning in a bathtub, he died in the attic. Also... There's not enough films where the protagonist is a composer. I, that's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. The only yeah. thing I can think of is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Where yeah. He plays, he does the sounds for he like does, a TV. He does the sounds. <laughs> he does. Um, yeah. DOISOS, but it's literally an SOS call from Nick Knowles. That's so DOISOS, he's stranded on a desert island, <laughs> but while he's there, he does it up to make it look nice. I actually like the idea of. Cha- so it's Changeling Rooms. Yeah. And it's Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen is exercising ghosts. From because from haunted houses, yeah, he's yeah. doing up haunted houses exactly, and it's like the last house on the left because he's like the, honestly the decor in this place is horrifying. That I shouldn't have said horrifying. That's too that's too on the nose. <laughs> uh, it's this this decor is awful. Yeah, but also you're being haunted by poltergeists, <laughs> so we'll sort both of those things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Be a no- lovely makeover yeah. and get rid a of lick the ghosts. of paint, <laughs> and we'll exercise your demons. I like. I really. It's, like, a, good, it's a fun idea, isn't it? That's, there's, there's definitely some fun in what happens to houses that are haunted in films and stuff. Yeah, so what happens in the Ellen Page Master out of interest? Pardon? The Ellen Page Master. <laughs> you or the Gangs me. of New Bjork. You tell me, you tell me. <laughs> gangs of New Bjork, that's just some sort of Icelandic gang warfare. Have you got any others, Joel? Or- um, Jules emailed us. Yeah, Jules. She has said, what can Indiana Jones 5 possibly be about? Ooh. Like, how can a man that old be thwarting Nazis? Is it always Nazis that haven't been paying attention? Yeah, it's always... Well, is it communists in, in the, the fifth one, one? They were com- it was communists, yeah. Fourth, yeah. Fifth, fourth, sorry, yeah. But fifth, Nazis are very hot right now, so I feel like Indiana Jones has got to come back to defeat some Nazis. Yeah, actually, but that's he's nice. an old man. He's reaching Roger Moore in James Bond el- elderly now. So at the end of the fourth one... Yeah, there Ali- are aliens. aliens. There's aliens, yeah. So what, what can be the supernatural thing happening here? There's always been like a supernatural element, but yeah. there's like a plausible deniability of it. Yeah, like it's so supernatural. Okay. The Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. The Holy Grail. Yeah. A scary temple of doom. Yeah. I, I don't know too much about the biblical connotations of that one. And aliens. scary aliens. I just feel like the other ones. Werewolves. Um, <laughs> the, the others had a bit more of a grounding in kind of like spooky. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Legends, myths, and legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. How do we deal with... Are we going to try and deal with the um, fallout of the fact that Indiana Jones has now seen aliens? Is it Indiana Jones in space? That is Han Solo, though, isn't it? So, <laughs> oh, Or Indiana Jones 5, they're like, oh, you know, there's this thing that's happened that we really need you to look at because we need someone who is both an archaeologist and a kick-ass fighter, right? Because yep. apparently that's, that's what he does. I wanted to be an archaeologist so much as a kid. And I, when you find out about what it really it's is, it's not as sexy, is it's it? Nowhere near as sexy. You it was is that f- the example of the, the over sexying of a job? Can you think of an example where a, a job is made more cool than it ever possibly could be? I think that's probably cinema's finest over sexying of a job. Yeah, I think that they go to him and he goes, "Did you did you not see what happened?" There's aliens. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking live There's aliens now. Tinfoil yeah. hat. I'm underground. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. Aliens. Everything I believed <laughs> just shot to bits. I saw aliens. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they have to get a new guy. And it's not Shia LaBeouf because he definitely wouldn't do it. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. Actually, did Shia LaBeouf at the end of the film see see the aliens? I can't remember because if he did see the aliens, that would explain the last few years of his life. (laughs) Well, he didn't realise he was on a film set. (laughs) Yeah. He put on that bag, I'm not famous anymore because he's worried when the aliens come and they say, take me to your top A-list actor. (laughs) And he's like, it's not me. Yeah, I'm not. uh, Couldn't possibly be me. (laughs) Yeah. So, right, Indiana Jones fights... Neo-Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. So the neo-Nazis are trying to get... What, like, the Fountain of Youth? Have they done that? They haven't. That's good. That's very good. Donald Trump wants the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. Yes. And so the conspiracy that he's uh, more, like, he's he's well in with the neo-Nazis is true. And in the film... I don't know why I'm worried that Donald Trump's lawyers are going to come after us. Yeah, they, they. I mean, I think they've probably got a lot on their plates, to They're be honest. Pro- <laughs> Although, no, no, knowing Donald Trump and how petty he is, that is exactly the kind of thing that he would try and get Mate, his lawyers a, to a, fight. A Donald Trump tweet would do us absolute wonders. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would love it. I'd absolutely We'd love it. We'd be heroes. We would be heroes, yeah. Right, so Donald Trump, it turns out in this film, I don't know why I'm still tiptoeing around it, yeah. is cl- really cl- He has hired the neo-Nazis to find him because he just thinks they'd be great at finding yeah. fountains of youth. And they end up in the fountain of youth and they both become really young, Harrison Ford and Donald Trump. And it's CG younger versions of them fighting. Oh, nice. And then Harrison Ford's now just young again. They can just do a load of more Indiana Jones films. They're not real. What? Oh, unless you mean like six onwards. Six onwards, it's all CG. CG. Andy Serkis playing him. (laughs) (laughs) He'd do do a bloody good job. Yeah, of course he would. There's nothing he can't CG. He was great in Black Panther. Really fun. It's nice to see him for once, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's just nice to see him. (laughs) But he did, you know that CG? He motion captured himself. <laughs> and Martin Freeman, interestingly. And Martin Freeman, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Andy Serkis hasn't actually been on screen for about 15 years. It's just a CG Martin, uh, Andy Serkis. The, 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 like, I get it when he does it in films for whatever reason. He wants yeah. to, like, kind but of... he does it, like, for interviews. <laughs> on the red carpet. Yeah, no one's seen Andy Serkis <laughs> for 20 years. There's, like, a, there's a guy, like, in a black uh, he now He now <laughs> motion captures himself doing the motion capture. <laughs> From from an underground lair. No one's seen Andy Serkis for 20 years. <laughs> Wait, so you see, you go on set of like the next big yeah. CG film. Yeah. And there's a guy with ping pongs all over him. Yeah. Doing the CG. No, no, no. no. So Andy Serkis is in an underground lair. Yeah. Doing the CG of Andy Serkis doing the CG of the parties in. Oh, so when you're, when you're on set of the CG motion capture, he's not there. He's not there. He no. can't, he'll be put in in post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of editing but you want the best you've got to pay for it he is the best and we will be paying for it so that is Indiana Jones 5 through 10 thanks Jill for your question I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Give us another film idea, please, John. Uh, what about this one? Imogen has pointed out that Bullseye is both the bull from that TV show. Bullseye, yep. And the vet, the baddie from the film Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, nice. He was in pre- one. That's from Bullseye. Bullseye sort of before our time, isn't it? Yeah. I just know that it's a cartoon bull. So you want Was you Andy Circus? Yeah, he played it was his first it was his break breakthrough <laughs> role was the cartoon bull on the ITV game show Bullseye. So you want them to remake Daredevil, which was the Ben one Affleck of, one, yeah, which was one of the big flops, yeah, one of the big superhero flops, yeah, um, with a cartoon ball as the bad guy. Yeah, what was what was missing in that film? Animated animals, yeah, like things. a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of style. <laughs> Marvel can basically do what they want, yeah. So is that, it is a Marvel film, wasn't it? That's weird yeah, to think, isn't it? It is weird to think in the MCU world to think that was a Marvel. Yeah, film, so ben so one. Marvel can do what they want now. Yeah, and I think it would make 300 million at the box office even if there was an ITV cartoon ball in it. I I think at this point in their career they should be so ballsy as to purposely make missteps just to see how much money they can us. make they out of shit. They should test us. They should test us. Absolutely. Invent superheroes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it had a really really short limited comic run in the 50s that no one can find anymore. <laughs> Ladybird versus the Earwig. Yeah, exactly. They should just be brave. They should be brave. <laughs> yeah. Let us write one Marvel. It can't have been any worse than Colin Farrell's performance as Bullseye. I can't. I feel like that's overly harsh, but I can't remember it. And I feel like he would admit it was awful as well. So yeah, are we it was in pretty sa- bad. Are we on safe ground? I don't want to be mean to Colin Farrell. He seems like a really top guy. He does seem. I don't like want to be guy. mean to anyone. Yeah, that's but nice. he's that's he's nice to hear. he's Irish, and I just think that they always they all seem top. They could all be evil, but they would just seem so. Yeah, nice. yeah there could be some sort of Irish cabal. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll move on. <laughs> right, really quickly before we get to ours. Yes. Uh, what about this one? Father Ted, rude teddy bear becomes a priest. That's great from Camilla. That's really good. You could see that happening in the Ted movies that I've seen neither of. I saw a little bit of the second one because it was an ITV two. It feels like an ITV two film. If yeah. it wasn't apologies, but I think I saw an ITV two the other day. Yeah, I think it was one of those ones where you're home with your family, the telly's on, you're too lazy to do anything more yeah. proactive. Nice. It's basically he's kind of like somewhere in between like Peter Griffin. And like almost like Brian, two characters interestingly played by Seth, yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, uh, and this man's got called, range. This man is also played by this bear's also played by Seth MacFarlane. Um, yeah, the second one's about him, which I think is a really fun concept. Is him trying to prove that he is a human, uh, that he is worthy of being considered a being, mm. so that he can get married. That's quite a fun concept yeah. for a film that is essentially rude jokes. Yeah. Um, the third one, he sees the errors in his ways. Joins, joins the priesthood. But hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues and he, because he can't, he wants to be good, but he's fundamentally bad. And so yeah. hilarity ensues when he keeps doing naughty things. Can't imagine a priest doing naughty things. Um, anyway, shall we move on to our ideas? Yeah, right. Do you want mine? No, I want to go first. Oh, mate. The goat that rocked. <laughs> 
<laughs> Is it just an excellent goat with a <laughs> yeah? No <laughs> sunglasses. Just shredding. <laughs> That's so much fun. You win. You uh, win. <laughs> the thing is, in America, it's called Pirate Radio. That film, so it didn't work. Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't work. <laughs> and it annoys me that they've because wh- how much more descriptive is Pirate Radio than the boat that Not rocked? At all. Like how? Why have they gone? Well, oh, they won't get that. Yeah. I think it's literally about a boat that's moving. Yeah, I think it's a sequel to Perfect Storm. <laughs> yeah, so the goat, so the goat that, that rocked. Come wear on, wear sunglasses, shreds. Voiced by like Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Because yeah. his he his his movie career's gone a bit, which is a shame. He's doing all the worthy stuff, but I think <laughs> That's a, that is a shame. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish he was doing more shit films. <laughs> oh, stop doing the worthy stuff, yeah. mate. Where's the sequel to what was the one he did that was? University Pan that was a remake Alfie no no the Alfie's the uh, Alfie's the Jude Law remake that was University Pan isn't it Archie Archie that's, yeah that's yeah, so yeah. confusing that is confusing yeah but did Michael Caine play both of them as well <laughs> originally no 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 oh, Peter uh, Stringfellow played them uh, as well. no no <laughs> I can't remember which Peter it was uh, Peter Piper I think no, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, Peter Parker Peter from the Bible yeah yeah <laughs> the first Peter the fir- yeah um, the first Peter interesting interesting <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. Russell Brand's a great choice of guy. So it's like Babe. It's like Babe, but in yeah, a goat. Nice. And he wants same to, farm. And yeah, and he wants to live his dream of playing rocking, rocking at the same battle of the bands that the kids from the school of rock play. Yes, please. So Jack Black gets a little cameo. Of course, yeah. I mean, I don't think we say it, but um, just for the record, in all of the twenty-nine previous episodes, every single film has a cameo from The Rock and Jack, Jack Black at some yeah. point. Yeah, well, that goes without saying. Especially the bit about The Rock. <laughs> what isn't Ian? Yeah, he's being retroactively put in films now. <laughs> yeah, there are. That, the, the, uh, we put the Jack Black cameos, but actually Hollywood has contractually obliged <laughs> that The Rock cameos in all other yeah. films. So that's not. If us. you watch, if you watch um, Citizen Kane on Amazon Prime now, you'll see The Rock. <laughs> he plays the Kane. <laughs> Um, right, here's mine. Disney will stop at nothing in these live-action remakes. <sighs> Mulan. Dumbo. Yeah. The lot. They're doing the lot. Yeah, but yeah, do you know yeah. what they haven't done into a live-action remake? N- Their most iconic character, Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, a big, sick. walking around, human-esque-looking Mickey. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go, no, that's I'm my pitch. That. Why not? The thing is... Michael when, Mouse. When they did, like, uh, Jungle Book, I thought, mm, they've done, like, they're, they're like, verging on photo reel. Yeah. Like, they have more expression than, than, obviously, the animals would have. Yeah, yeah. But they've gone towards photo reel. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's not going to work. That's creepy. Mm. Paddington. He yeah. looks a bit photo reel. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to yeah. work. It's creepy. I know that Paddington's so not Disney. Stop, not but what I'm saying is, What I'm saying is... We think that they're going to be they're creepy, but they fucking pull it out of the bag every time. If God. you actually spend more than three seconds thinking about what Mickey Mouse would look like in the real world, it's horrifying. With the like goofy red dungarees, the, the whole the whole gang are going to be there, and it's a genuinely horrifying. It's Disney's first major horror film, and it will finally answer the question. As the to, last mouse on the left, uh, nice. It will finally. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, it will finally answer the question as to like why Pluto can't talk, but Goofy can, and they're both dogs. Yeah, well, we, we, all of your questions about the the Disney mainstays will be answered in uh, the Last Mouse on the Left. It's actually because it's, it's yeah, it's Last Mouse on the Left. It's it's mostly torture based. Is why Pluto doesn't talk. Yeah, they're they're all mutant creations of Walt Disney's. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there you go. Creepy. 
I think that might be the scariest film ever. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, that's it for another episode of The Dream Factory. That was the big 3-0, John. Oh, the podcast is now older than us. Yes, it is indeed, if somehow episodes mean <laughs> years. Um, so that's the end of the episode. We know it's the end of the episode because there is a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. And coming through the studio door no! is... <laughs> it's a, it's the ghost here to record his first album. <laughs> I watched a terrifying movie last night. Can I go for a wee first? <laughs> you just think about it. Yeah, all right. John is off to have a wee, which he spells O-U-I, because he is French. Oh, dear. It's hard to riff, solo riff, when you're on your own uh, in front of a microphone like this. Anyway, listener, how are you doing? What's going on in your daily life now? Imagine if you're commuting right now listening to me uh, flounder around for words to say what's interesting is that you know podcasting has really boomed over the last few years and there's some really good stuff out there you could be listening to dirty john or s town or homecoming or reply or you know really really structured uh, narratives and documentaries that have really been formed over years and years of hard work and incredible production background but what's actually happening is you're listening to me uh, kind of talk stream of conscious without any preparation while my co-host has a wee into a toilet anyway it's been fun chatting to you john's taken quite a while having this wee it makes you wonder if he's got any problems down there maybe sort of like a uh, some cystitis or something and if he has i'll provide him with some cranberry juice i'm a good friend and i'll help him through this difficult time look utis are no laughing matter anyway john's back now so uh great great chatting to you um He'll be listening to that in the record, and I actually addressed it to the listener, but I imagine he'll include none of it. Keep that on the lost tapes. When I die, play it at my funeral. I don't know what happened. It's good stuff, mate. I spoke consistently for the entire time you were gone. That's weird. It felt really weird. What's interesting is that we're in a padded room right now. Yeah? If these microphones weren't here, and someone witnessed that externally, they would just assume I've been sectioned. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, Anyway, I watched a genuinely terrifying film last night. Yeah? Uh, it follows. Um, it follows is really terrifying, and it's left left me quite shaken up. Didn't yeah. get much sleep last night. So I've I've actually had a, a dream about that film, even though I haven't seen it. But I know the concept, and that's it's quite a creepy concept. It's really the, it's just one of those really simplistic ideas that they're the ones that really freak you out, aren't they? Because it's like anyone can be the demon. That's the concept, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's like um, it's like some sort of metaphor or allegory for like losing like losing your innocence. Yeah, sexuality yeah, or something. It sort of is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was kind of a retroactive allegory because it, the being followed is based on a dream the director had uh, and he included the sexual element of it later on. Yeah. So that feels a little bit crowbarred in. But yeah, genuinely horrifying and uh, I've been on edge all the time and you didn't notice in that recording because I'm obviously a, I'm a yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but do you think I could have been the, the demon? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. There's no you way. Like, look at me to take to take the, my form and think, nah. Yeah, come nah. on. Even I've got standards. <laughs> uh, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I mean, you've probably already reviewed it because, frankly, you are you are the 1% who stick with us to the end, which is thank you. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't, if somehow you've made it to this point in the podcast and you haven't reviewed us, please give us a review. There's a glitch on our iTunes feed that means that we only can get five stars. I don't know, but... It I'm is weird. It. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you review and tell, I don't know, I don't want to be over the top, but tell 30 people about it. 30 to 35 is probably 
that will get you like a thank you from us. Yeah, your weekly meeting. Yeah, yeah. Any other business? No, you mention it. The Dream Factory podcast. And come up with a film. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.